Let's talk about the new stadium. Let's talk about the matchup, Baylor and Oklahoma State. We welcome in the voice of Oklahoma State baseball. Our good friend Rex Holt joins us now. Rex, uh, appreciate your time. How you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing okay. We've got sunshine and the blue sky. So uh, being a baseball announcer, that's always a good sign. So. <laughs> Hopefully we go off without a hitch tonight and that's, get it underway. That's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Hey, how many years is this for you? I, I don't know the answer. How, how long you been doing baseball? Well, I uh, first got on the broadcast about 38 years ago. Wow. Probably. How about I that? Mean, yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, I, I started doing play-by-play. Let's see, that'll be, uh, well, it'll be 40 years uh 2023 will be 40 years wow. doing play by play how about yeah. that fantastic so I got a couple of years away from that yeah <laughs> that goes back to gary ward days doesn't it oklahoma state oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right no doubt bill platt of course was doing the play by play for so many years and, right and at one time he did all the major sports play by play football basketball baseball and then that's about the time the network thing kind of started trickling in and all of a sudden there was a a three or four or five station network, and and then he kind of filtered out for basketball and football, but he kept the baseball for well, he did it for thirty eight years. So wow. I guess I'm tying him. This there you year, go, so. man! Fantastic run. That's great. Let's. Uh, I want to talk about the series, but I want you to tell us about uh, Obright Stadium. Also, uh, I've I've seen pictures, I've seen some highlights of games from there, and I, I was telling Garrett here in the studio, I watched a video on YouTube, kind of a tour of the stadium. That place looks like a, uh, it, it looks unbelievable. Well, it is. Uh, John, I, you know, I, of course, you've got a fabulous facility there in Waco and have worked there many times. And, uh, and again, great press box and all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's almost uh, over and above. It's kind of like going from old Rustolia football stadium to, <laughs> you know, Boone Pickens and, uh, you know, one of the best football stadiums sure. in America. Yeah. OSU kind of went from last to first in that area. And not that, uh, again, Ali P needed some work and a lot of money put in it, or they wanted to build a new one, a new one and they do. But, you know, a new stadium would have been one thing. It's kind of like, John, somebody told you, hey, I got you set up with a blind date with a really cute brunette. <laughs> right. And then Sofia Vergara walks in the room. You know, <laughs> that's over and above what you expected. Wow. I that's a great believe, analogy. You know, yeah. I don't. <laughs> well, it, 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 it is. It's over. I mean, it's still. And, again, they, they were very smart about the way they did it because on a daily basis, we don't need uh, 8,000 seats. Well, we, uh, you know. But there's about 3,500 permanent seats. But they built it where you can get 8,000 people in there. Hmm. So there's a little different areas to sit, but there's berms. And, and then they got a walkway all the way around where you could stand anywhere. And the concourses behind the lower bowl are all big and deep. And I, I tell you what, most of the people who have seats just set up to stand up there. That's yeah. become a. Everybody kind of gathers under the uh, concourse there overlooking the lower seating section and watches the game from there and drinks their uh, drinks or beers and eats their burgers or whatever they're doing. And it's uh, it's just such a, uh, I don't know, inviting atmosphere. Right. You can just come in and you can watch the game from every vantage point around the field during the course of nine innings. Uh, and, again, just everything about it is first class over and above. Like I say, a new stadium would have been one thing, but they definitely went the extra mile with this and, I pinch myself every day. Yeah. I walk in there like, oh, I just can't believe this. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, fortunately we're going to get to see it maybe filled up this weekend, too, for the first time. That's great. Well, and you had to wait a while, right? You had to wait because uh, you're supposed to move in there last year, and then all of a sudden the, the rug got pulled out from under us with no baseball. Yeah. Uh, so it, was, it sounds like yeah. it's worth waiting on. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, we're 
eight days away from opening grand from the grand opening mm-hmm. of the stadium uh, when the COVID hit. And next thing you know, like I say it. I was also doing wrestling at the time. The NCAA wrestling tournament got called off. March Madness gets called off. The rest of the baseball season, and then we were all sitting around like, well, what now? But uh, yeah, it was eight days from the grand opening with George Bush throwing out the first pitch and a flyover by the uh, Vance Air Force Base from over at Eden. They were going to have a jet flyover and fireworks and all that. And it all went by the wayside. And here we are. Uh, next Thursday night, though, that is now rescheduled, uh, not uh, again a week from uh, yesterday, the fact that George Bush will be here That's cool. uh, to throw out the first pitch. And he, I guess, Cecil Obrate, the stadium's named after Cecil Obrate. Apparently, he and George Bush have a 30-year friendship or so, something somewhere in that vicinity that they have been friends. So he's coming out to do that. And, again, they got the flyover and all the fireworks and everything rescheduled. It will not be the Baylor Bears or a Big 12 team. It's New Orleans. Huh. But because somebody asked me, why would they wait till then? Well, it's George Bush. Yeah. It was his schedule they <laughs> had to work right. around. It wasn't OSU. So when could you be here to do right. this? Right. That worked. Hopefully we get good weather and be able to do it. That would be a shame to have to call it off again. Uh, that's really cool. That's something to look forward to. And did I read that Cecil O'Brate, I don't know a lot about him, but did I read he's not necessarily a baseball fan, like hadn't even been to a game at Alley P, but uh, this is just his way to, to give back to Oklahoma State. Yeah, no doubt. He, uh, again, he he went to school at OSU, obviously, and, and all of that. And then he wound up moving to Kansas and uh, he is a guy that's uh, very much an entrepreneur. He's got his hands at everything. Of course, uh, lots of land to begin with and agriculture and things of that nature. And then I don't know the little town he's in. I think he owns the bank and everything else that's involved there. Or the county, uh, pretty much, he's got his hands at everything, whether it's entertainment or banking or whatever, all those types of things, including, again, all the land and agriculture that uh, he has uh, a built-in empire on. So he's been very, uh, again, give him credit for building that fortune. He didn't have anything handed to him, but he uh, he built it from the ground up. And, and then, uh, of course, you know, a couple of billion dollars later, he's got a lot of money and he's uh, older. And Again, I guess you go back to Mike Holder. I'm not sure mm-hmm. who turned him on right. to uh, Cecil Albright. But Mike Holder, who developed the Boone Pickett's relationship, which turned out to be very fruitful, sure. uh, somehow got to the, to the year OSU went to Omaha. Was it 2016, I guess, whatever. I remember looking at the dugout and saying, who's that old guy down there in the dugout? <laughs> and uh, found out, well, that's Cecil O'Braid, and they're trying to, uh, you know, get him interested in maybe donating or putting his name on the new baseball stadium. And that's exactly what happened. And even though he wasn't a huge baseball guy, I guess, we see him at a lot of games now. He comes with his family, and, and uh, I think he's very proud of what uh, his legacy now. And Again, that stadium, you could not be more proud to put your name on something. Man, it looks great. Rex Holt, our guest, play-by-play uh, voice for Oklahoma State Baseball. Uh, this, is a, this is a big series coming down the stretch here. Baylor and uh, Oklahoma State as close as we are in the standings. Well, no doubt. And uh, although I find it hard to believe that these two teams are on the bubble, you kind of get that feeling from looking around outside the Big 12 and some of the publications and things like, well, you know, I uh, again, if this is the number two RPI league in America, I've got to believe five teams are going to get in. And three of those teams look like national hosts mm-hmm. at this yeah, point. Yeah. The Techs kind of turned their season around. They're hovering around that number eight spot anyway. But you know, TCU, Texas, and Tech are in. You're telling me the number two RPI league in the land is only going to get two, uh, one more team in, or, or that the, the other two teams are on the bubble? I don't believe that. I got to believe 
OSU's RPI today is 17, hmm. even though their record, again, they've stumbled, they've lost a few. I mean, they lost a one-run game, a two-run game at, at uh, Texas Tech, and they lost two one-run games at TCU in Fort Worth. And then the last game they were leading going to the bottom of the eighth, and they lost that. The, the problem has been there, again, they just haven't been winning the close ones. The game at Kansas last week they had a one-run lead, bottom of the ninth, and they wind up blowing that game and losing by one. So I think there's been uh, their losses in the Big 12. You look at them at 99, six of those are one-run losses, and two others are two-run setbacks. So, and then again, uh, there's another game in that mix where they were they were ahead of TCU going to the bottom, uh, the bottom of the eighth inning, and then the uh, bullpen came unwound. So that you are who you are. So they are where they belong. They deserve to be because they haven't been able to get over them. They played everybody toe to toe and even up, but uh, they've lost uh, obviously a few too many of those. As other again, oh, I guess Baylor's not nine. Always use ten and eleven. You go back. I take that back. Ten and eleven. Right. So six one run losses, two others by two, and the other one I mentioned. But yeah, uh, but uh, so there's two teams right there. I get records are almost identical uh, you know Baylor's 29-14 OSU's 28-15-1 and Baylor's 99 in the league the Cowboys are 10 and 11 so but I got to believe the way both teams are uh, yeah again in this conference and regardless of what happens this weekend I mean OSU needs to win a game or two for sure they can't just go dump a three-game series at home and then they close out and Baylor does have the next uh, weekend with Big 12 opposition. The Cowboys do not. They don't have that luxury. Their next weekend is New Orleans. So they better take care of all their conference business today and try to get the record as good as it looks this weekend. They can pad the record with New Orleans the following week. As far as the Big 12, they're going to try to finish that fourth spot. They need to win two or three this weekend, uh, no doubt about that. And then Baylor's got OU at home, I guess, the next weekend to uh, change all of that, regardless of what happens. So, uh, But for the Cowboys, there's no doubt they've stumbled here of late. And maybe they put themselves on the bubble, as a lot of the experts would say, which tells you they've got a little pressure on them. They need to go in. Hmm. Is this, uh, I see Oklahoma State is third in the league as far as home runs. You've got 60 as a team. Is this a typical, uh, you know, power-hitting Oklahoma State team? And and how is the ballpark playing? I mean, I know that was a – Allie P. Reynolds was kind of built for the style of play of Oklahoma State. Well, I tell you what, uh, the new place is uh, – Plays a little bit like the old one, uh, for the most part. I would say that uh, when that blow, wind's blowing out of the south, that it, uh, it's still uh, again uh, not a pitcher's paradise for sure. And the ball seems to carry well, uh, not so much straight down the right field line, but in the right center. So again, it, it is a uh, maybe not quite like LEP, but almost. I mean, as far as the ball, if you get it, it's going to leave the ballpark. That's pretty pretty safe to say. So. Uh, it is another, you know, like I say, you got to keep the ball down and all that. The wind is a little different because the grandstands are so much taller and oh, all yeah. of that, and yeah. it will affect the wind. And again, when teams first come in here, Baylor may have some issues with that tonight. Depending on where the wind's blowing, there's lots of foul territory, I mean, a bunch down the right side. So you got to figure out kind of how to play that. And there's a short wall over there in the grandstands uh, down in left the left field side. And, Heading into the corner, so and there's uh, there's some of that. And again, when the ball gets up above the stadium, that ball will really move. Hmm. We've seen teams come in here, and the shadows are also different. I promise you. I mean, those things as we start six o'clock ball games, which we've been doing all year, you start off almost with home plate, the shade, and everybody in the sun, and then as the game moves along, and 
Again, the shadows will eventually creep out over the field, but those right fielders got to deal with sun there for a good uh, hour and a half or two before it disappears from their line of sight. So there are some uh, you know nuances to uh, how the field will play and all that, but as far as the power side of this, is a powerful Cowboy team, maybe too much so. Maybe it's a little bit too much uh, you know, all or nothing. A lot of guys who can hit the ball out, but other than that, don't make a lot of contact. There's been some of that going on and not coming up with the key hits or moving runners when they've had opportunities. So that's been a part of losing those one-run ball games. But uh, as far as hitting it out of the yard, they, they can match up with about anybody as far as a, a home run derby kind of day. So we'll see if that's the case or not. All right. Hey, it's great to catch up with you. I appreciate your time. Have a good call uh, tonight and all weekend, and I will see you down the road. John, you're always a class act, my friend. Always glad to help out. Uh, best of uh, best to you and the family. And we'll see you down the road. You're a good man. Thank you, Rex. Rex Holt, play-by-play voice for Oklahoma State baseball.